Hey guys, it is Michael White and Anthea Morfitis. So and we've got a special guest today. <laughs> yeah, we said yes. we'd do something a little special for you guys. Um, and we brought on a guest today. Um, so this one, you're going to hear more of him doing the talking than us this time. Um, you know what I mean? I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys. Um, so you have the floor, man. Go go right ahead. Well, all I'm going to say is my name is Vontae Poems. You'll get to know me. Um, but if you ever forget, I like to say it like this. It's Vontae Poems. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> love that. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I've been working all day. That was that was kind of weak. But uh, I guess when we're, when we're talking, my, my voice will warm up a little bit. <laughs> so why don't you, like, guys, like, the reason why I brought him on here, why it ties into what we're talking about, because Vante is not only a, a, a artist, he's a father, he's a husband, he's happily married. So he really understands what it takes to be married and, and how to have that success. So when I had the conversation with him and he brought up that relationship should be treated like business agreements, I said, I need to actually have you talk about this. So I want you to give the audience a rough generality why you feel it should be treated like a business agreement. Well... It's more so the relationship as its own entity. Far as like the person you you want to be with for the rest of your life, if we're talking about a marriage, you know, of course, treat that, you know, human, as, you know, as a human. With they have their own thoughts and feelings. And what I mean by treat the relationship as a business, first you have to figure out who you are and what you represent. Second, you have to know how established you are just as a person with your own thoughts and feelings because you can't invite another person. I like to just say human, you know, just to keep it humble. Um, and, you know, you want to make sure you're strong and whenever they're weak. And lastly, speaking of strong and weak, when you feel established and know who you are and, you know, you have to figure out what you want. You know, what type of person you want to invest in? You know, sometimes me, I'll keep it, keep it personal. I'm very, I'm very impulsive. Very, very impulsive. What? The new tech just came out. You can, you can fly in the sky. They got hoverboards. Oh, no, I'm buying that. I don't care how much it costs. You know, I'll just do it right away. And I knew that in, in a woman, I need someone that can slow me down. And, you know, and that, that's not as easy as it sounds. You know, someone that can kind of pull you in. Right, right. And, you know, that's one thing that I love about my wife. Now, if I was impulsive and she was impulsive, there'd be a problem. I can't can't imagine where we'd be at. You know, to next year, it will be 10 years, you know, and it works vice versa. She's very decisive. Very, should I do this? It's worse when we in the shopping. Don't even go shopping. She'll hold two things up and I'd be like, what are we doing? Shopping for cars? Like, what are we doing? And, you know, but, you know, we really balance each other out. I think every relationship is, should be like a business where you're working on how you can build reputation, what you want to get out of your relationship and things of that nature. I know we'll get diving deep. I can go. We can talk. Oh, I, I love that you're 
talking about all this though because mm-hmm. when we look at the failure related r- relationships it's ridiculous and how people just trade up people very quickly now people are not staying with people anymore they're just like well if you're not what i want on to the next one honestly oh go ahead yes. yeah no i was just gonna say it's like what michael was just saying it is very much um i think what we've established through doing these podcasts as well is a lot of people don't vet one another so they jump into something and like it's a bit the same as business as you're saying if we didn't if you're not vetting a business partner and you're not understanding what they want out of the business and what you want out of the business and then you get together it's going to be very quickly crumble and the same with the relationship and i think we're finding a lot of people don't vet and they jump into something and then before you know it it's crumbling and they're jumping onto the next and not because they're not asking the right questions and as soon as it hits that three month mark where it's starting to get a bit more serious, they realise that actually you don't want anything that I want, but they didn't establish that from the first few weeks or in the first couple of weeks even. Right. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, vetting is is a huge part, especially in the dating game. If you're not vetting, you're just out here catching fish and throwing them back in the sea. That's not cool. But at the same time, I also feel that's okay. As long as you're not dragging along someone, knowing that you don't want to be in that relationship. And, some people are dealing with childhood trauma. Some people are still healing. And that's what I mean by you have to establish who you are before anything else. Because then you'll start relying instead of investing. You start depending. You don't want to depend on anybody unless you really need to. You know, You know. it's like, it's like um, I hate to bring another analogy. I, I, I hope to, to, to keep it. But, you know, it's like. Never mind. I just keep a business. You know, no, no, if go, you can't, you, go right. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a creator, so I like to just be hey, creative. Yeah. So it's like a business. You know, if something don't work, you know, start something else. But it's still like a business where, you know, when you watch Shark Tank, they they'll tell you, you know, what's different about your product, what you got that nobody mm-hmm. else have, you know, and you're right about the fairy tale part. You can't rely on being in love and love at first sight is amazing. It's true. I believe in it, but I don't believe that that's what make a marriage last, you mm-hmm. know, because it ain't always the blue the sky ain't always blue. The grass ain't always green. There's seasons. You know what I mean? There's times where business is booming and then guess what? COVID might happen. What's what, what happens then? A lot of relationships was I was like, whoa, whoa, how many people were breaking up, going through the worst? And, you know, I I, I hate to, I mean, I know I'm not, I don't hate to say this, but, you know, I don't like to brag or nothing, but me and wifey, like, we we even became stronger, you know, because we, during COVID, you really needed somebody who was there, you know, um, you know, who listened, who can empathize, who can, you know, show compassion, you know, you know, it's been a long week. You know, take a week off. I'll do the dishes this week. If you want, whatever you need, that's done. It's done, you know, so things like that. And do you find also in your type of, in, in the relationship you have, and because you're very creative, during that time, you're able to come together and be, I suppose it's not, it's not it can't be more, well, you can be more creative, but really come tap into more of that creative side together to say, okay, well, we're at home. What can we do? You know, what can we do to 
put things out there in a different way to what it would have done before COVID? Was it more like a coming together and being able to bounce off of each other in that sense? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I guess, well, I guess it's actually just been the same. You know what I mean? I've always been a homebody unless it was something to do at work you know, or, or arts or supporting someone. I was already home. I already come home. You know what I mean? And if you check all my music videos, most of my music videos, my wife was in it. I shot two music music videos during COVID. My wife was in it. Aww. But Men of, Men of the Night, though, my very first music video, my wife was in it. You know, we already had that strong relationship. When COVID came, we, we strong. She's strong, you know. And we wasn't always like this, you know. We, we I, you know. I really had to work on it, me, you know? Well, I really appreciate you saying that, actually, and I really appreciate you taking the time to um, be vulnerable and share that. I do have a game-changing question to ask you. What do you feel is the fairy tale mindset that people have? Um, I think the fairy tale mindset that most people have is that love lasts forever you know what I mean um I think the idea of love sure lasts forever you may love a person even if they're not in your life or you never even met the person at all you might love them all your life far as someone you may look up to or a mentor but far as being in love that shit I mean sorry I don't know if I'm cursing no, that's, that's Okay, <laughs> it's it's out the window because like, you know what you know what if anything can happen? We live where possibilities is endless. You know, on on this earth, anything can happen. You know, what if you know the baddest girl walk in in the room and it's just you and her, and you know what I mean? It, and it's it's picture perfect. It's Disney perfect. And I'm not saying that nobody, you know, would fold or or I'm not even saying I would fold. I'm just saying you got to be really established and grounded to know who you are and, and, and know when to walk away. Because that fairy tale, sorry, that fairy tale, uh, sorry, I, know, I know. It's, it's just okay. something, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, that fairy, the fairy tale shit is whack, you know. And if you're trying to marry, you know, you're trying to marry someone off of, you know, how they make you feel. Hmm. Nah, nah, nah. And I know it's not what's you know, it's what people do for you and and whatnot. It's just about who you are as a person and who you want to spend time for the rest of your life around this sun with. And if you don't if you know you're 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 a person that you're a loner, that's okay. God God didn't make everybody a companion. It's you know, some you know, every bear ain't out there with a male bear, you know, this they they're dolo too, you know. You don't have to be with somebody and if you're just taking up space in the dating game because you know you just want to bit bobbly boop with the next one, and then if that's your, you know, persona or you know that's what you want to do, then then go ahead. But I do understand the childhood trauma part where people don't know what they want until mm. they're in a relationship and then they figure out what they don't want. Mm. You know, but I think also what you're saying there with the when it comes down to that fairy tale mindset. You know, 
it can be fairy tale to start with, but I think what you're saying also is it's not going to be like that throughout a relationship. You've got to be prepared for the for the waves to come along. And I think a lot of people that fairy tale mindset they think, oh, as soon as that comes along, oh, that's it, I'm I'm out of it, I'm running. When actually, if you were to see it through and actually establish through that your strengths and their weaknesses and their we, um, their strengths and your weaknesses and be able to come together and combine that as a one big strength and be able to, like you said, have the compassion, have the support, have the conversations and be able to come together like that, then you could, there possibly could be a lot more relationships that will last. But I think what a lot of people do is once they get into the relationship, they start finding what's wrong with the other person and they really focus on what's wrong, especially I'm going to say women do this a lot where they um, they get talking to their friends and say, oh, I don't like this about him. And then, bam, that conversation goes to the next thing, to the next thing. Oh, and he's done this and he done that. And then before you know it, there's a big crumbling going on. And they don't realise they could have reined that back and actually gone back to the positives of what the relationship really is about. But I think, again, that's because of childhood trauma. That's because people haven't let go of... Or, or healed themselves from things so they don't know who they are when they walk into a relationship so something happens and then all the focus goes out the window it goes on to the wrong it goes on to the negative rather than the positives of what they really about i think right right i agree i agree yeah and also on the business you know to add on to that too um to keep it on the business metaphor you know figure out what you want when you go into a business, but let me talk about the relationship as 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 a marriage, marriage being a business, the actual marriage. I said the relationship earlier. The marriage is the business. Figure out what you want. I know going into a marriage that same like going into a business. These first couple of years, I'm gonna really have to work my ass off. I'm gonna catch a lot of L's, you know. Um, but I know that in ten years. I want to be king. I want to be king, and I I need a queen. And during that time, when you're with that person, I think that's when the wedding, the marriage starts. That's when everything starts, you know. But you have to figure out even before that, you know. That's what dating is. Okay, I want to spend the next ten years. I don't have to spend five years. That's a whole other conversation. I don't believe in waiting so long to get married to say, "Will you marry me?" I married my wife uh, three months after even knowing her. Wow. You know? You know what? You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. You waited yeah. three months. What made you so certain? You're like, okay, she's <laughs> That's good. amazing. Uh, she's the I one love that. Was. I love what <laughs> yeah. you're saying. It's not about how you feel about the person. It's about suitability. Mm. Do they suit into your life? It's about suitability instead of Oh, you make me feel this type of way. Because feelings change every day. Because mm. then you're compromising at that point. Mm. That's you know? powerful. That's powerful. Yeah, you don't need to, you shouldn't have to compromise. And suing all sounds like, but you sound old school. It's not old school. It's actually new school where wifey can literally do whatever she wants. I, I told it like this. And um, don't take it the, the wrong way. Um, but uh, but keeping it in context, as far as love goes, it's like a dog. How a human loves a dog unconditionally. It could pee on the floor. It could 
chase after a squirrel. It could, you know, do anything and you'll bring it back. What can we do next time so this doesn't happen? I hope you're fine. You know, are you okay? You know, I've been here before, you know, and it's just, it's the same thing. Now, if the dog is, uh, you know, going, you know, biting people and you got to figure it out. This ain't my dog. We got no. This dog got to go. This dog doesn't suit me. It have to. It has to go. And not to to treat anything your you know a marriage or a wife as a dog or anything, but that unconditional love has to be there to a point to say that you are yourself as uh you know human with thoughts and feelings, and I appreciate who you are. And if it's something that we can handle and grow from, then let's do that until there's a point where. You, you you say you're supposed to walk away if you're not happy, but bringing it back to when we first met, um, we met on Facebook online, actually, and um, a suggested friend. It wasn't even a mutual friend. It was a suggested friend. And Facebook says, you both have one mutual friend. You guys should be friends. You know, and I was, she had a cute profile pic, so I said, yep, yep. So I... You know, when we poked, I poked her on Facebook. She poked me back, and then uh, she got pregnant. And no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know, just af- and then you know, just after three days of texting and just flirting with her, I said, "I, uh, you can ask her." I kept it really real with her. You know, like, do you want to be in a relationship? I want to be your boyfriend. I don't need any more friends. I really like you. And she just said, yeah. She just said, yes. That's it. Then a month later, we planned, uh, we started dating. A month later, we uh, met each other in Syracuse. I'm still living in Utica. She lives in in Ottawa at this point. And um, (laughs) we we stayed in a hotel. I think I spent about, it was a motel. It wasn't like this grandiose, but I spent about $2,000. We went to um italian dinners we went shopping i didn't have a car so we taxied everywhere we went to ruby tuesday it was you know it was just a weekend trip and um she was supposed to go back that monday on a greyhound and the alarm clock nor the desk you know you can ask the desk to wake you up woke us up and she missed a greyhound and um she had to stay an extra, an extra day, and that was that day was the best day. You know, that day was the best day. You know, she just I never felt you know loved or appreciated, and you know, after two months, I said move. My, I got kicked out of my house. I in my in that whole another situation. My mom kicked me out, and um, I was living with my two brothers at the time, working two jobs, also going to school. And my brothers did something in the kitchen, and my mom thought it was me. And I said, I am not cleaning that up. That was not me. Yes, you are. Then get out of my house. So I, I'm out, and I never left back. Then I, I called my wife daily. My mom just kicked me out. I'm looking for an apartment. I'm just letting you know you should move down here with me, because if you don't, I don't think we're going to last. She was on the next thing smoking. And I thought to myself, like, she quit school, ran away from her mom's house, quit a job. I didn't ask her to do these things. These, these are, you know, but actually, you know what? I'm going to clean that. I did. 
I did. I did. Indirectly, I, I, you did. Indirectly. I, indirectly. In, and to keep it real, I did. Because you know what? I'm not going to drag her along off of something traumatic that happened to me. You know what I mean? You know, my mom kicked me out and I got to look for an apartment. I'm so hurt during this time. I don't know what I'm going to do next. I didn't sleep for two days straight after that until I had an apartment. And then, you know, she even put half up of the security security deposit. Sure did. And um, ever since then, that was no more than three months. She soon she came down, maybe two weeks later, not even, took her to City Hall. And I said, you know, you're mine, you know? You claimed her very quickly. And I'm glad that you said this. Because, again, you're not the only friend that I know that within a short time span was like, yo, like, you're checking off all my boxes. You're suitable for me. We're getting married. Right. Like, I at least know, like, four guys that that met the girl. Like, like these guys were, like, broke. I'm not talking, like, broke, broke, but they were broke. And the girl, like, helped them down. Like, she's like, I am in with you. Right. And now these guys are super successful, and now the girl is just living the high life. <laughs> That's the plan, Stan. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And we speak a lot about this because we do. We say, like, you know, if someone's not choosing you, stop wasting your time. And you've, yeah, and you've just said, you know, you'd said to her already, if you're not going to, you know, if it's not for you, then it's not going to last, you know? So it's either you're in or you're not in. And I think a lot of people need to realize this, that it's definitely woke, it's definitely opened my eyes and woken me up to how, how it, I want to say should be. And I think that is the right word, how it should be. Um, right. And you're a perfect example of that. You've just come along and you've seen, you've, you've met somebody and because you knew and you're in a knowing place and you're ready, you're telling her. And if she was not ready, then it wouldn't have been her. But she was. And she was prepared to do what she'd done. And we both come together and bam, you become a power couple. And I think that's what <laughs> couples are about, right? Power couples, yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. It's, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, it's, it's all about that power, you know, and just building that power, Um just to, you know, bring it back to my childhood, I was in the foster home, and I was also adopted at uh, eight or nine years old. Um, I was in the system since five, and my mom was, uh, from. this is from my knowledge as well, my mom was 14 when she had me and my twin brother. Wow. And she had all five of us by the time she was 20. And uh, I I still have a lot of memories and and whatnot. But what I'm trying to say is um, even my adopted mom, you know, she really showed me the way, brought us to church. I never seen her with no guy. She never brought a guy home. Um, She didn't even entertain that. I grew up with dog brothers. Even all our aunts and, you know, all of everybody, single, single moms everywhere. I just wanted, you know, just a family sense and something I never had. I always knew what I wanted is because I, it was something I never had. And not only that I didn't have it, I want to I want to build on it, you know. I, I think of me and my wife um, as Adam and Eve, you know, in a Aww. sense, because I don't have that family tree or, you know, no, no strong roots. And that's what I want to build. And I was 20. She was 19. 
Wow. When uh, we married, and uh, the after one year, we had my first daughter, Dahlia. See, I like what he's saying, though, because for me, a man who is certain is dangerous. And, and what I mean by that is he came to her and was like, you're the one I want. I'm not playing around. Do you want this too? Because most guys will drag it out. Most girls will drag it out. He's like, no, like we're either a thing or we're not. And I think for a man who's like in that level of certainty can create like the wildest things, which clearly your life is a manifestation of that because you got the woman you wanted. Because he was so certain. He was so like, okay, like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. Are you in? I mean, you know, I, I, I think. Sorry, I, I think is I, I got the woman I needed. Yeah, you got the woman you needed. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You got the woman you yeah. needed, and that's the thing. It's from your level of certainty because I love what you said. Because when you're certain, you don't play around with people's hearts. I think a lot of times when people are uncertain, they'll they play. You know, oh, I need to figure out if I like you. I need to figure out you know this stuff and it's like no you're wasting my time yeah 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 Yeah. thank you so much for sharing that story i just got to say it made me very emotional oh yeah yeah (laughs) i was trying to stop myself from getting emotional but yeah honestly i just felt myself (laughs) oh my goodness no it's so it just shows that you can turn like like his experience into a very positive because you see he the family that he never had now he has that yeah, and that's beautiful. That's such a, you know what, and this is what life is about, isn't it? To hear stories like this makes my heart sing because I know, and this is why I have so much respect for men. I, I respect men to such a high level because of what you guys can actually bring into this world and how you can you, you take the reins, like the, the men that know what they want, how they do things. It, I love it. I just think it's great because you create something so powerful out here and look at the dynamics of what you've got and your children and how you're going to grow and the tree from what you're going to have all the branches that are coming out from this it's uh it's profound man i appreciate that i i met michael um uh through this um through acn yeah that was years ago that's when I first that's when I first came to Canada. So literally Michael is one of the first people I ever met and or you know, built a friend relationship with. Um that's why whenever you call I answer. But I you know, speak that. no, of course, bro. And you know, with that being said, I was trying to do whatever I can. I, I could have I ACN was the only thing I could have done legally. Really. I, mm. I was a new immigrant and uh, Canada. I Were you married worked. at that time? I was very married at that okay. time. So I was I was through sponsorship um, through my wife and um, through sponsorship when you're living and you can't work. Um, so ACN was something I could do legally because they set me up in the States. And it was, um, wow. But, you know, just, just to fast forward, you know, that was what, 2015, 2014. Yeah. Just to fast forward, I'm a commercial building manager um, for District Realty, um, a property management group with my name on the door, with salary pay, with all types of benefits, you know? Wow. So, like, it doesn't matter, like, what I'm all about growing. So, when it's, as, as a business, 
just life on earth is just about leveling up. Yeah. It actually is deeper than that. Life on earth, I think, is 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 the whole point earth was created in life was to help people around you and keep the earth going. You know what I mean? Right. And not just keep the earth going, but people in your environment, people in your community, how can you help? Whether it's the birds, whether it's the snails, whether, you know, whether, you know, it's just... just doesn't anything. have to be a human. Level of right. contribution. Right. It's about your contribution to this earth. That's why, that's the whole point why you're here, you know? Yeah. So that's why you know, I was talking about monetizing, you know? All of us has something that is unique to us creatively, I believe. Um, whatever you like to do, whether it's reading books or whether it's going outside, even if it's just looking at stars, Take a picture of what you saw. Vlog about what you saw. Take a picture of what you did and just put a mic behind it and then talk behind the picture, you know, yeah. and then put it up. There's people who are, who feel the exact same way you are, who, you know, they, and, you know, there's just, just all about growing. You know, I'm not just in this job to be here. In about two years, I'm going to figure out, you know, what am I doing? You know, do I need to move on? But hopefully this music works out by 30. That's my goal. Well, just I actually have a question for you, actually. As an artist, or even just being in a marriage, do you believe in unconditional love, or do you believe in conditional love? That love is always going to come with conditions. Um, um, it's, it, it's, uh, I said unconditional love before, but condition, conditioned is okay, especially if you're setting up boundaries especially um if there's things that you're not looking for um but unconditional love is <clears throat> unconditional love is something that's acquired it's not just something you know you have to learn to love that person you're talking about specifically unconditionally i come with a lot of baggage i come with a lot of childhood trauma you know, sometimes it shows, sometimes, you know, I, I got a lot of growth. You know, I've written about it. I've talked about it. I sung about it. I rapped about it. I have a lot of growth. Sometimes it's, you know, it rains. And when it rains, it pours, you know. So, you know, you don't get that side of me a lot. And that's a good condition that everybody can't handle. So when that happens, wh what happens? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do I believe in unconditional love? It depends. You know, everybody has a side of them, who they are, that nobody wants to see, mm. you know, and that person should be able to bring them out. I love that you said that. And the reason why I asked that question is because especially with us two being a man, there's more of a level of perform performance burden on us, especially if we're want to have a family, we want to take care of a woman. There's more of that level of performance burden when it comes to that. So is there any way that you could really speak on that? Because again, you know, sometimes, especially in modern dating, if you're not a good provider, a woman is trading you up like a fish. She's like, there's another fish in the sea. That's okay. You know, um, it, it, it all depends. Again, you have to be in the community or the environment you want to thrive in. So if you're not a person who wants to be a provider you want somebody to provide that's okay 
Me, I have no shame in providing. I want to take care of all my ladies for the rest of my life. And I want to play that role as well. It's. I also look at it as um, like a beehive. There's worker bees, there's the queen bees, there's the drone. Everybody play their part. Um, I'm also very spiritual to where I feel like God, everybody puts, everybody's on this life to play a role. And um, if you know you should be providing and you're just trying to avoid it, then, you know, maybe it's something that you need to heal. Or, you know, if you don't want to have that pressure, take yourself out that environment. Maybe you don't Stop need to being. be with somebody else. Mm. And I think when it comes to condition, unconditional love and conditional love, I think, I think if you've got a relationship like how you've explained yours to be, there is an uncondition, you can work the unconditional comes with, the, I think, a level of respect from the beginning, right? And then, but then you've got the other side of it where when people meet someone, there's the condition to be with each other. Like, if you're not meeting certain criteria, then you're not going to get with that person. So there's, a, there's conditions behind that. But I think once you're in an established relationship, maybe it can be that it's an unconditional love because... If if the relationship is not, there's no such thing as perfect. But if the relationship is something that is growing together, and you're you are both spiritual beings with one another, and and how you've described your relationship to be, then then yes, if you decided one day, let's say, let's not say you, let's just say in a relationship, there's a, two people that get on that have got a fantastic relationship, but one decides they're just not going to be participating anymore they're just going to be sitting on the sofa and doing nothing then there's going to be the condition is that you must get up and start doing something and if and if they're not listening and they're not participating then how long can you keep like that it can't be you can't continue with an unconditional love if somebody's not participating right I agree I agree um I agree you didn't say anything wrong you no that makes perfect sense so I think there is conditions and there, there, is, uh, there is unconditional love, but at the same time, through the unconditional love, if certain conditions do happen, then you, like you'd said earlier on, you could love someone from a distance still. Maybe it's not going to go that way because somebody's fallen yeah. short for too long, but it doesn't mean that the love has gone. You can still love that person from a distance, but you just can't be with them because of A, B, C and D, let's say. That's right. It's like like to bring it back to the business. Yeah. You know, far as like being conditioned, you can have unconditional love, especially if you, you know, been dating for a while or something. You know, I'm trying to think of a miraculous happens where your mom kicks you out and you really have to see if, if this thing is going to work, like the relationship is on the line, this will make or break. What if she said no? What if yeah. she said no? None of this will happen. And, you know, at that point in time, what other, for me, what other sign could there be, you know? And mm. that was the unconditional part. You know, for this brave act, you'll always have the purple ribbon with me, the purple heart ribbon with me. As far as this marriage goes, in order for us to work, for us to last, you know, these next 70 or 80 trips around the sun, these are the conditions. These are the rules and guidelines. You know, these are, you know, things of that nature. Now, when, again, 
she's a human with thoughts and feelings. She's not a robot. Like, you know, it's the house is not picked up. I'm not the type of, yo, like, what's that? What's going on with the house? Especially not right now. She's going to school. You know, she also has two kids. Her mom and father, well, my mother-in-law and father-in-law lives right around the corner. She also works a, a job at a retirement home. You know what I mean? So I pick up when I can pick up. She pick up where I where she can pick up. And, you know, and it works. Now, like, what if I, you know, didn't pick up the house or whatnot? Or what if I didn't go go to work? It's not the fact that I'm not working or pick up the house that she's going to leave me and go for somebody else. The whole point of this is to treat the marriage as its own business. Uh, you know, what are what are what are our projections? We're not just in it because we love each other. No, no, no. We got a house to get. We got a driveway to get. We have um, a retirement plan to get. We have our daughter's um, college fund to do. We have, you know, you know, there's things for us. We're years. We, 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 I, fi- I figure the next 10 more trips around the sun, we 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 can have all that situated. Mm. And according to these rules and guidelines and, you know, these conditions. But far as my love for her, even if, you know, she becomes a crack addict one day, you know, she's like, I'm going to do whatever I can. You know, she'll never, she'll do drugs or anything. Not she would. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you know, but even if she did, you know, what I in the marriage, no, heck no, especially not after you. I'm going to do whatever I can. But, you know, if I figure that, you know, my life where I want to be is, it's not up to par. I have to figure out what I need to do at that point, you know, whatever that case may be. Self. Yeah, it comes right. back to right. self, doesn't it? You've got to look at yourself. What am I doing and where am, what, what right. am I participating within this? And I think this is where too many people hold the other person responsible for how they feel and how yes. what things are happening. And there's the, the victim mentality and the c- complete blame game going on in relationships. It's your fault, it's your fault, it's your fault. Well, actually, you look mm. in the mirror and see what you're doing. And, yes. and I love the word you use as well, the projection. Like, you have to project what's happening. It's mm. a vision, isn't it? It. you if you don't have that vision within your relationship where actually are you go and it's like I often say if you get in the car and you're going somewhere completely different to where you've ever been if you don't put the sat nav on the sat navigation system and you just put in there just the area but you need to get to a specific place then you're not actually going to get there you're going to get quite lost along the way quite dizzy asking people but actually if you just if you knew your destination and you can actually you've got that vision and you can project that and you kind of know this this is where I'm going, then you can work towards it and that can happen, right? Right. No, I but, agree. And yeah, sorry. No, you're okay. I was gonna say uh responsibility and accountability, you know? Yes. That's a that's a big thing I'm teaching. Um all three of my girls, my wife and my two daughters, especially my oldest daughter, um just being in any relationship you know, I always bring it back to animals. I went to school for zoology and uh, I entered at zoos, uh, vet clinics or whatever. So, like, it's like a bear in the jungle. You know, animals can't talk. So they figure out what to eat and what not to eat or where to go and where not to go simply just by watching their mother. So... In our case, it's mom and dad. So I have to be careful how I speak to my wife in front of her. I have to be careful how I speak to her. And, you know, it's, and I never call my wife out her name. 
especially not in especially not on social media and not in my songs either um and I t i'm teaching my daughter to take responsibility and accountability not only you know just for you know to to make yourself feel good but you need to know like in life that what you do you have to stand behind it and what other people do you, you know they have to stand by stand by who you why who they are i'm also teaching her just to sidetrack a bit about you know being the master of your own body and abilities and you know just realizing who where you are and where your environment is so what i'm teaching her now is before i give her a hug or give her a kiss can i hug you mm. yes mm, thank you can i kiss you too on your forehead yes and you know and um <laughs> earlier after school i'm gonna get a little personal but that's okay um, she was, uh, getting dressed, getting her pajamas on. And I was, I just came home. I'm just seeing her. Can, uh, can I hug you? She said, yeah. Oh, no, you have to wait. Um, I only have my t-shirt on. Can you wait till I get my shirt on? Of course. Aww, yes. I'll be back. Well, respect. You know, that's amazing. That's, that's not something that I was taught, you know, maybe I was, but not far as, you know, you know, just simple as your body your space, my body, my space, and I have to respect others as so, you know? So, and try and teach her at a young age so that she knows accountability, accountability, responsibility, and then, you know, being the master of your own body and abilities. Wow, man, Amazing. that was very powerful. That's why I was in same silence the whole time. Um, <laughs> Thanks, bro. Because the thing that I like the most about your story is how you treated it like a business is you came to your wife at the time with a business plan. You're like, look, like, I want you. This is the business plan for our life. We're going to get a house. We're going to save up for the kids' college. We're going to do all these things. You gave her a roadmap. And, no, honestly, I, and I, I have to interrupt. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know that. Look, like I said, I'm a very impulsive person. My mom kicked me out looking for an apartment. I was being real with her. I was very honest. But to tell you that, you know, we would have made it this far, I, I had to grow to be the person that I am, you know. Mm -hmm. There was um, instances where, you know, um, I never actually, you know, had sex with anybody but my wife. But, you no, know, I did a couple of things that, that were on really and in, in the beginning of our relationships um you know and there was times where but the whole thing about it is i like to learn and grow mm. that's that's just always been me you know if this situation whether it's how i made myself feel or somebody else feel you know i try to you know take responsibility and accountability and try to be the master of my ability in body, mind, and soul, and figure out what, how can I, how can I have done better? My wife would tell you one thing she loved about me is, you know, I don't make the same mistake twice. Mm. No, I, I like to learn. I like to grow. See, and I love that you said that, man. Like it, it's so powerful because I feel like sometimes, like you're a reflection of me because I've made those mistakes sometimes with women, and I've, and now where I'm at now. The biggest thing I learn is if you don't have a plan for that woman in your life, don't deal with her because you're going to mess her up for the next guy. Right. 
So I've always learned now, it's like, if I don't have a plan for you to take you on dates, to want to be serious with you, you know, for, for me to enjoy that person's body, for them to enjoy mine, if I don't have a plan for you for those things, or to build a life with you, get a house, whatever, I shouldn't be dealing with you at all. Yeah, I agree. Uh, everybody, again, everyone's not taught that. I wasn't. I didn't yeah. learn that until I was 35, and that's now. Wow. It's interesting, isn't it? Because this is what I love about this day and age, being able to do things like this podcast like this and be able to communicate with people and be able to get stories out there because so many of us, um, it's like I'm, I'm in my 40s, so my life... Uh, my upbringing would, been, would have been completely different to someone at the age of 20, like uh, the way the internet is today. We didn't have that everything at the top of our fingers like that. So for the generation that are here today and the generation to come, for us to be able to come together and be able to express this in you, to be vulnerable and tell your story the way you have and be able to give those principles to and share like what you how it is with your girls at home and how you're implementing certain things. I think it's, it is super powerful because it's not, it's not out there enough, I don't think. And I think the more we can get it out there, the more it saves people heartache and trauma and so much because, um, you know, I was a single parent and I always said to my children, like, you know, I'm so sorry, I can't be both. Like, I don't know what to bring you as a man. I'm not a man to bring that to you at the end of the day. I don't know the attributes of a guy. I don't know what you what you guys could bring because I don't have that mindset. I don't have that body. I don't, I can't embody that. And I didn't want to embody that either because I want to be a woman at the end of the day. So, (laughs) you know, so it was quite this... um, sometimes I'd have moments where I'd feel guilty that I couldn't bring to my son what a man would bring to my son or bring to my daughter what a man could, I could only bring what I could bring as a woman. So these conversations for children who have grown up in single parent families can hear things like this and be able to say, or not even, I'm not even saying children, even like 20, 25, you know, it doesn't matter the age. Where, where we're at because I'm still learning at my age um, but to be able to bring this out there and just this is what we were saying it's it's not about just us it's about helping everybody as much as we can in all different ways and sometimes just the conversation makes a huge difference to people's lives right so, yeah so thank you like honestly thank you for you shared so far I know we haven't finished but I just want to say yeah. tell you my appreciation for what you have shared yeah, and just, you know, shout out to all the single moms. Um, I was raised by a single mom, and then, you know, um, you don't have to try to, you know, uh, or it's going to happen anyway. Don't feel bad about, you know, not being the father or, you know, <clears throat> not having that father figure in my life. That really helped me out a lot. You know, you, you're either going to be, sh- you know, shown how to, you know, what a father is or you're going to be shown what a father is not you know whether a father is in there or not you know or in the picture and you know i think my mom you know not bringing any men in the house or being single that taught me how to respect women a lot and what type of man i should i had to be the man of the house i had to change the light bulb i had to mow the lawn 
you know, I still had to work help out with the bills. You know, my mom taught me how to be a man instead of showing us what a man was. And that's one of the best, that's one of the great things I am as a dad, you know, being adopted at nine years old and being in the church. And, um, and I wasn't always the spiritual until I came to Canada. I've been trying to grow and, and whatnot, but I, I was still introduced to it early. Wow, I really appreciate that, my friend. Like, I, and I really appreciate you telling your story. I, I do have to ask you a question, though. What keys do you think make a successful marriage now that you're in one? Um, I have a key. I'll say it, but I'm, 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 I want to think of a bigger one. But the first one I, I'll say is, you can't change a person or you can't project the type of person you want to be with. It's all reality. So one thing I really hate is that, you know, my mother-in-law, father-in-law is always here and we're always there and we're going over there to eat, you know, but you know what? I'm not going to let that taint the marriage or the relationship. Why? Because that's something, number one, I can't change. Number two, that's her mom and dad. You know? You know, I, there's nothing I can do about that. That's where oh. unconditional comes in. That's where unconditional comes in. I, this girl ran away. She quit school. She quit her job. My wife might feel indebted to help out. You know, my wife... My my mother and father in law from Thailand, so she might feel indebted to you know to be there for them, you know. So there are things that they're going, you know. Don't let everything isn't a problem, but everything could be. Everything has their own solution, you know. That that I think that's the the biggest part, and uh, don't rely on your significant other to make you happy. That's mm. selfish. Very selfish. For instance, when I come home, <laughs> my wife, she has all these things to tell me. I'm talking about from work, what happened on social media, what happened on the shade room. Oh my God. So, you know, I, I just got out of work as well. And I'm a building manager. I have to deal with all these contractors. Sometimes waking up early. And I tell her, I'm going to give you your time. I just need an hour. Can I just have an hour by myself? Then I'll maybe roll a joint, you know, or, and listen to one of my songs that I just did. And I'll sit on the balcony for an hour. Then I go in there and I and I just give her my ear. I just listen, you know, because uh, now I'm good, you know, and I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, you know, I, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm good. You've learned how to communicate with your wife effectively is what I would say. Right. Right. I think, again, you just, I don't know. If I was, you know, I, I could have came, I just came home from work. You know, I could have, I could have went that route. But like, again, like I said, everything's not a problem, but everything can be a solution. You know, you just need a time to decompress. Wow. So you've learned to communicate with her effectively. So would you say that that's one of the keys of having a successful marriage? Oh, yeah. But in fact, that'll be the, the number one is communication. Yeah. Communication. Communication. Yeah. 
Well, I said communication can stop a war. So yeah. quote, communication can end a war, start a war. It's, but either way, communication is power. Mm. What to and say? To say. And, and y'all, you heard my story. Like, I keep it real. I, I already have, I don't need a friend. Or, you know, it's not going to last if you don't come through, you know. But I like that directness, though. Like, a lot of times I feel that women can't handle It's communication. It's communication. It it's is. Not, let's mean, not like, even it, call it directness. It's communication. It's what if very I was assertive. Like, what if very I just assertive. thought that? What if I just thought that? You know what mm. I mean? If I just yeah. thought it. And I you never said it. I never just said very it. assertive, though, because you were like, look, like, you're either hopping on the bandwagon or you're not. Right. Yeah, that's true. And and, and but, for me personally, this is just me, I find women are way more attractive to men that are very assertive than very passive. That's I mean my wife like oh uh, yeah, well again I'm I, I'm a positive. What she loved about that situation is um I knew what I want. You know, yeah, she you had a plan that, for her. She mm. liked it that I was very direct with her. You know, <laughs> later on, I found out she was talking to another guy at the time when I asked her about, you know, I want you to be my girl. I don't need a friend. I don't want to waste your time. Don't waste my time. And then uh, she just started just talking to me. The other guy mm. was playing around. He was playing mm. around. But you see, that's what I want to, and I'm glad that you brought that up, but you see what I'm saying? You actually had a plan for her when the other guy didn't. You were like, look, I like you. You're either jumping on this train or you're not. The other guy's like, I need to figure out what I want to do with you. You're like, I already know what I want to do with you. Like, I already have that established. And that's, and that's like 10 times more attractive to a woman than a guy not knowing. And I've just had this conversation with somebody today, actually. And um, the, she had been, she ended up being direct and he was still saying, you know, uh, um, well, if the universe, if it's right, and I said, no, 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 walk away, walk away. At the end of the day, if you know what you want and he doesn't know, and he's still giving it, you know, we need to see how this works out and that works no. out. He's wasting your time. That's it's a, a red time flag. Waster. That is a red, <laughs> it's a red flag. flag. Do I have any red flags? I, don't have any I wish I flags. had a flag, but that's a red <laughs> flag when someone's like, the universe needs to tell us something and we need to... No, no, I, I, I believe in manifesting Yes, and I getting what you want. But when people say like... It's a cop-out. Um, I'm waiting for the future. Look, we're... The whole point of a, a day goes by is because the earth spins, right? So what I'm trying yeah. to say is that there's no past, there's no future, there is. But essentially, we're here. It is what okay. it is. Who knows what's going to happen the next few trips around the sun? Let's just live and let's grow to a, point, to a point where if there is a future, let's manifest, we can obtain it. So by the time... Where where we want to be, we have what we manifested and prayed about. Mm. But all that shit don't work if you're not working on it. Absolutely, I would say implementing it more than like like a hundred percent, like implementing it. Like, and I, and I love that you brought that story up with your wife because it just shows that it's like yeah, she was talking to someone else, but he was playing games. He's so clearly, 
she chose the better choice because she's like, this man has a plan for me. He's, he's taking me seriously. So I think like that's very important when it comes to the conversation we're having about business agreement. Don't do a business agreement with somebody that has no idea what they want. You're setting yourself up to fail. Mm. And it goes on both sides, right? Female or male. If you both, if 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 one knows what they want and the other one doesn't know what they want, then, like you said, we're living in the present moment. So we either know, and we're either clear or we're not. Well, like I said earlier, to add on, you have to if you want to thrive, you have to be in in the environment or a community where you can thrive. And I want to be a music artist. You know what I mean? So. I'm not going to go to like a paintball shop to sing my songs. You know what I mean? Like if you don't know what you want in life, that's, that's okay. For real. It's really okay. To agree. Yeah. At some point, no. you figure it out. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's where I'm getting to. So why not? You might need somebody who else might not know what they want, you know, but you have to know right then and there's both of you. Hey, I don't know what I I don't know what I want either. Right. Okay, but communication. Let's both, let's both take this journey together then. Because if one person knows what they want and the other person don't, in the middle is going to be a lot of resentment on both sides. This person's I'm like, damn, I really wish she would just catch up. And this person's like, I kind of want to catch up, but I I just don't want to. I'm good where I'm at. Mm. You know. Mm. And that can happen to anybody. Like I said, who knows where we are? Who knows where we would be in the next future, especially with my wife? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe I'll, you know, maybe anything can happen. I'll never divorce my wife. We in this forever. But what I'm saying is it's okay to divorce, especially if you feel like um, you, you're not into it anymore. This is not going to work. I'm not the same person who I was 30 years ago when I married you. You know, yeah, that's, you said, that's okay. We only got one life. See, I love what you said, though, and the reason why I'm saying that, like, yes, if two people don't know what each other wants and they get together, then it's just two pe- two lost people being lost together. Mm. That, that's that's why they went together. Like, if you're lost and I'm lost, then we're not going to ever go in a direction. We're both lost. It's true. You know what I mean? It's the blind leading the blind at that point. <clears throat> Um, but there was something that you said that was very important, which I think the audience needs to hear is you said, don't try to project or change somebody. Mm. Don't try to take your image of what you want them to be and project it onto them. And there's a reason why I said that a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll meet someone and this person's like, I'm not looking for a relationship. Right. But then they still try to like change them into it. Like still try to like pull them into wanting one. And it's like, I always say this. If somebody tells you something, take their word for it. Exactly. That's take their word for it. Yeah. And it's interesting how many, I know, I know I've, I've said before in this podcast, I've done that where somebody has said, I don't want a relationship. And I've gone along thinking, well, we get on so well. Everything's so good. He'll want to be, he'll be, want to be in a relationship change with me mind. over time and he'll change his mind. And then I just wasted my time because actually he told me. So why didn't I listen? Because I didn't know no different. I thought that I could do that. And now I've learned that it's like, I would, it's like, 
it's one of the, my greatest lessons in life. And so I'm, I'm actually happy I had that experience. But it actually for our audience to know that, it, listen to what people are saying to you, hear them. Don't just listen, take it on board. And and if you're okay with not being in a relationship, then continue. It's up to you. No one's going to tell you what you can and can't do. But if you want to save the heartache, listen and really hear what they're saying they don't want to be in a relationship so don't think you're going to change their mind it's not going to happen it really is not going to happen right and 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 again i i think um i'm not even talking about relationships i think there's there can be a lot of ups and downs during a dating while you're dating a relationship when we're talking about married marriage i think a marriage is something where you can you should be able to thrive off just by yourself. Just for instance, if you're married with somebody and all they do is just make you sad and you're depressed and you come home and you stay at, you stay at work long because you don't want to come home too soon because you don't want to deal with her mouth. Blah blah blah. These things these things happen, they you know, do. normally. In a, but I'm saying like when it's this is con- this is two years straight. Like you're you're you know the relationship's not going anywhere. You guys barely talk. You guys barely touch. You're no longer in an environment where you could thrive in, you know, because now you're in an environment where you have no official outlet to be it's yourself. survival of the fittest at that point. Exactly, bro. And and that part is scary, you know. And I think you have to have your own outlet. I don't think your wife or your husband shouldn't be your outlet. And what I mean by outlet, I'm talking about what keeps you grounded, what keeps you happy. Mm, have things because if you don't, exactly, like my music, that's an outlet. Um, mm. My job can be an outlet, even going to the time. Gym. Yeah, but even spending time with my daughters can be an outlet. Um, but if I'm, if we're talking about a marriage here, mm. my, my wife, using my wife as an outlet for example, um, to make me happy. Um, I would even say, like, to make me feel better if I had a bad day. I don't put that on her. Mm-mm. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, like, I use myself as, you know, that's why when I come home, I have to, um, you know, you know, flush everything so I don't be toxic. I don't bring nothing toxic to her. Mm. Powerful. Wow. And yeah, that is really powerful because I, I, I've i seen and heard so many people come home and they will take out their day, will come out on their spouse, their, their husband, their wife, and they will put it all out on them. And then it becomes this heavy energy just come into the household. And then it's right. like, well, where are you going to, that, that person has nowhere to have an outlet because they didn't plan on an outlet that even they didn't want, they didn't realize that was going to come to them. But if that's happening often, right then, yeah, you're walking around with another person's energy on top of you mm-hmm. that actually you've got your own to have to clear. So if you're both coming in into uh, the household, both cleared of that and be able to c- come at, um, with a clean energy, like you said, no toxic stuff coming in, just whatever's happened at work. And if you want to talk about it later, you can sit down and say, mm-hmm. oh, hi, you know, today... I just want to express something and they can just listen and that's it. And you can continue, right? Well, especially if you're the head of the household and you're the man and you're the one like coming home and and creating that environment, 
that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with you. I try to stay away from like gender or man stuff, um, just because I'm in a house full of ladies. You know, I try to empower them. But you're 100 percent right. I, you know, my ladies have a lot of emotions. Yeah, that I have to, you. you know, and not not that I have to, you know, take in, but to manage. You know, my my daughter may have a bad day in school. You know, and guess what? I'm her outlet. I'll be her outlet. What happened? Sit down. Daddy's listening. Well, you for know. men, that's what we're built for because I can I can say this very hot. As men, we're supposed to be the rock. But when it comes to arguments with women, like because it happens or disagreements, we're not built to handle those. And I'll say why. Because as men, we're fixers. The first thing we're going to say is we're going to give you a solution, how to fix your problem. But the woman's just like, I don't want you to fix my problem. I just want you to hear me. You see, so that's where that yeah. communication comes into play. That's true. That's true. I mean, it all depends who you're with. You know, yeah. some some girls might want some advice. Some, some exactly. Some some girls might, you know, just want just let your chest and tell you your problems. But if you're not, you know, establish your even my wife. You know, she's 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 good, well off by herself as well. You know. She's off twelve thirty. I don't get home till four thirty. By the time she do see me, she missed me. It's been a long day, and you know she she had her time. You know she's been waiting for me to tell me about what happened to work all day. You know, so you know she, she makes sure she has her time, and I think that that works out. I think you know having an outlet for you see for yourself might be bigger than communication. Mm. You're making me want to get married. You can get married. You can get married. You know, as long as well, you know, as long as it's the right person. Yeah, I feel like I've been talking a lot. What What are you looking for in a marriage? Oh, I don't know. I've asked her this question before on a live, and she never gave me an answer. I asked her this question. I shut down on this question. Oh, no, no. Oh, you know what? I just, it's somebody who I just want to, like, you know, you said about the business side of things. Mm-hmm. It's literally that kind of understanding with one another where we can just, like, just have that compassion with one another, be able to travel, uh, be able to build businesses together. Like, I'm very creative. I'm an author. I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach, um, a speaker. I do what we were speaking about before off camera. We were saying doing videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like to inspire people. I teach the law of attraction. So I need somebody who's very creative alongside me that we could kind of uh, work well together as a as a business within a relationship if that makes sense so yeah it's just um I want can I ask you a question business. yeah go for it do you have somebody in mind when you say that I know I actually no, don't no, no one in life is like a top contender or you know no there's nobody that I have my eye on right now shall we say are you in the dating space right now no. No? Okay. Okay. No. Yeah, uh, and all your kids are grown? Yeah. They're 20 yeah. and 22. So, so do you go out a bit and, you know, have drinks? No. You did a couple of weeks ago with the girlfriend. No, I, I've just actually, I say no. I've just started. Last month was the first time I'd been yeah, out. that was the first time. 
that was the first time. I am going out next weekend because it's my birthday. Hey. And, uh, yeah, birthday. so um, I can't, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But it's actually, I was um, with my children up until just a few months uh, last year, uh, May. So, it was the first time from May on, no, even June, sorry, from June onwards that I, it was just me. So I had took on this whole new world. It's been me and my two children for 20 odd years, um, right. 22 years, even 21 years, 22, whatever it's been. So all of a sudden, and I was like, what you'd said, what you'd expressed, I'd never brought men into the house. It was just me. I wasn't right. interested because I didn't want my children to see that and think that that's okay. So right. I kept everything very separate. So now it's my time. So that's why I get like... <laughs> I'm not really sure where I'm going. Well, I, I, I know what I want. Just to express it on camera, I get a bit, I, I kind of shut down with it. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You, you have to put it out there, you know, put them sound waves just out there, you know. And yeah. also, also, you know, don't force anything. Again, like, you know, what ha what will come will, nat will be naturally selected, so. Be you open know. to receiving. That's what I always say. Yeah. Open to receiving. I am. I'm open to receiving. Yeah, baby. That's it. Open <laughs> to receiving. Like, don't close any doors. Don't shut anything off. Be open to receiving. Yeah. Yes. Um, but at the, at the same time, though, you know who you are. You've been yeah. uh, you've been uh, you've been around the sun many times. Um. You know. And you don't need someone to basically, you know, just, you, you, you just want, I'm not going to speak for you. Just go you got for this. it. Yeah. Just go for it. You know, have your own, have your own morals, have your own set of rules, have your own set of conditions. So if this is going to work, this is what happens. And if you're not that type of person, don't waste my time. You know, you yeah, know, so. and I do. I'm at that stage. I do feel. I feel like that completely. It's like I, I don't entertain anything or any, just anyone. I refuse to just entertain anyone because unless you're coming to me properly, I'm not in. That's right. That's right. Because you're a queen, right? Yeah. And if, and if somebody want to be with this queen, they got to know what's up. That's a fact. <laughs> and and if you can't handle this queen, you can't be in my throne. That's a fact. We had this conversation the other day. You know what's funny? Yeah, because yeah, we did a podcast and women call themselves queens. But yeah, we did a podcast yeah, on we that. Did a podcast about it. That's amazing well, you, that you said that. You see, you see my uh, PHN, right? It's a crown. Yeah. It's because it's my slogan is, we are kings and queens. That's we are. My, we are all kings and queens. And until we, are, we realize that, you know, literally obtain what you want in this world, that's what makes you your own king, and that's what makes you your own queen. It's time to build after that, though. Yeah. You know? But I, I feel that it, 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 it becomes stronger when you find that marriage partner. Then it really... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. See, I, that's the fairy tale. That's the fairy tale. I, you know why I'm that's saying That's the fairy it, tale. You know why I'm what, whether it, Whether I'm with my wife or not, I'm a king. Whether she with yes. me or not, I'm a queen. But I agree, when you come together... You know, you know, you know, but Power. it works out because we are who we are, mm. and we know that, you know, I'm me, and this is you, and 
I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to change me or make it bigger than what it is. We're just going to grow on still being the king, queen that you are, still being the king that I am, being respectful and also taking responsibility for what I can do what I and what I can't do, you know? Mm. There's a reason why I said it, though. Adam and Eve story. Yeah. Adam, Adam was a king in the kingdom doing his thing. He was on his purpose. And then God said, mm -hmm. Adam shouldn't be alone. So clearly God believes in hierarchy to some degree. But you see, when Adam, when God gave Adam Eve, Adam was already on his purpose. But now the purpose went, like, let's say it went to like level 12 because now it was maximized. It doesn't mean that Eve was less valuable or Adam was less valuable, but when they came together, they were maximizing a purpose together. I agree with that. I agree they, Adam and Eve did maximize their purpose. I because God gave him agree. a helper. It said, I'm going to help. I'm going to give you somebody to help you maximize this purpose I've already given you. Yeah. But, you know, also, like, was it other many options? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. There weren't many other options. <laughs> I mean, so, like Adam was like, "Well, do you have anyone else in mind? Like, is there this, a Jessica? They could like, just say, well, this ain't gonna work. You know, I'm gonna try someone else.' You know, they couldn't just say I, that. I, it's, it's funny because I've actually heard that where people said, "Well, Adam was probably thinking, yo, is there like a Jessica, a Sally? Like, is this it? Is Eve only it? Okay.'" Uh, that's pretty no problem. <laughs> but I still agree 100% maximizing their purpose and their purpose was to give, you know, to give fruit uh, on the land. Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply, yeah. And I think when a couple comes together, that's the ultimate goal. When you can marry someone, have kids with them, be fruitful and multiply the kids, the marriage, and the purpose. Right. I love the word fruitful. It's not, you know, multiply is a good word, but fruitful has a lot of like annotation where there's growth, there's vibrance yeah. to it. You know, when a when a apple is ripe or when a plum is ripe or where peach, they look beautiful. They have their own uniqueness mm -hmm. along with their own taste, you know, where they're from, they're unique to where they're grown. And we all just have to remember that we are our own unique person. And I'm and if you want to be in a relationship or a marriage, it has to complement complement who you who you are. I don't I think you should be with the opposite to who are you with rather than, you know, someone you're so alike. And and it works for for some people. For me, me I, I like to smoke weed. My wife don't like to smoke weed. I like hip hop rap. She likes, you know, her country. You know, I like to travel. Oh, she likes to travel. I like to stay home and, you know, chill. Mm. And But she helps me to go see the world a little bit more. Or, you know, I help her, you know, expose her to my culture a bit as far as music goes. And this is why I think this song is great. And she likes hip-hop a little bit. I like some of her country songs. I know? think that's what it should be, though. Like, when you're with somebody, like, cool. you, you kind of open them to new experiences and new things that they might have never experienced by themselves. A hundred percent. Right? Now, everybody's going to be different, right? Like, as you said, you smoke weed, what does not that's, that's cool. <laughs> you know, to each right. his own. But I think at the end of the day, our job when we come into someone's life and it's a two-way street is to 
give them a new experience that they've never had before. Sure, sure. But that's a lot for a marriage to keep giving them an experience that they never had before. But think about it. Subconsciously, that's what you've done for your wife all these last couple of years. You've given her an experience that she's never had before. Subconsciously. Yeah, I agree. With the two kids. Well, both of you have um, gone through it. Yeah, both yeah, of you have gone about through it. a journey that you did you'd never you'd never yeah. both never had kids before, you've both never been married before, you both yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you come together it. and I'm you've sure, created that together. I'm sure pre her you would have never listened to country music, but now you do. <laughs> How cool is that? That, matter of fact, she because of that, I'm not gonna say I made a country song as of yet, but yeah, I a lot of my influences from the songs that she make. You know, country singers are great songwriters. They're some of the best. Yeah. Exactly. So she brought yeah. in your experiences. So right. um, look, guys, look, before we go, um, because we've been going at it for an hour, we're going to let Vontae actually play you some of his music. Yeah. So Anthea's never heard it. I have. But we're actually going to play it. some of his music. Uh, and then, guys, if you want to follow him, once we're done this YouTube video, um, his bio is going to be in the YouTube thing down below. You want to get in touch with him. You want to listen to his music. You want to interact with him. It's all going to be down below. You guys should follow Monte Poems. Yes, yes. I appreciate that. So this song is, is actually, you're getting, a, you're getting a leak, an unreleased song that is, that's not even out yet. So this is an exclusive. It's we are called blessed. Out. Yes, it's called Outer Space. It's my favorite song that I've ever created. I'm not saying that to promote the record. I'm actually saying that because I've actually tried something new on this song, something I've never really done before with my high-pitched songs, whatnot. I won't ramble on, but uh, this song is called Outer Space. And um, Outer Space is a metaphor just for, you know, take me out of space, to give me a feeling or an experience I've never had before. You know, so here we go. Excellent, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
be able to listen to that i don't know i don't know yet i'm trying to get a feature on it um with misha but but i i did leak it on audio mac i leak every single song that i do in the studio only because i like to play it back over and over and i hate to do it for my email so i'll upload it to audio mac so no matter where i'm at I can listen to my mix. So if you follow me on Audio, audio Mac, it's Vontae Poems. There's no links. You got to really enjoy the song to go there or anything because they're leaks. They're unreleased. But you can go to Audio Mac or my SoundCloud. Okay, okay. So they're Thank just you. waiting for it to end up on Spotify. Yeah, actually, um, the, the reason why I'm waiting a bit <clears throat> to put it on all platforms, I own the beats. Shout out to Alvin Rise, my guy. Um, he also made the, the beat for Mrs. On My Side and a couple of other songs that I created in the past. But I 100% own it. And again, it's 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 no longer being shopped. It's in the music library for a music su supervisor for a Netflix series that's being shot this fall. Wow. So um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing where it goes. Um, but... Okay, June first. June first is what I'm looking at, and um, okay. I'm already shooting a music video for it. So I'm going to try to drop it with the music video. We love it. We love it. Was it. So calming and so nice. I could have just you. shut my eyes and just got into a whole <laughs> new world with it. So thank you so much for sharing, and thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It's been such a pleasure to meet you. Like, honestly, yeah, thank you. and everything you've shared has just been profound and just uplifting, too. So I'm very inspiring. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. And it's guys, just so you know, it's not going to be a one-off. We'll definitely have Vontae Poems come back, definitely. talk about another subject, because he is just a fountain of information, guys. The buck doesn't stop there with, with Vontae Poems. Yeah, we can talk about anything. We can talk about it. I have no one else to talk about, really. <laughs> so, so you know, I got a lot of things. But, you know, again, I appreciate you guys for having me. And I'm going to do it one more time. <clears throat> It's Vante Poems, yay. You got to take me out of space. <laughs> well, hey. Thank you so much, guys. That was awesome. Look, thank guys, you, we're you. really grateful to have him on here, guys. You're going to see him on here again, and we really appreciate you guys rocking with us for this last hour and 20 minutes. Yes, yes. Thank you again. Yeah. Peace. Take care. Thank you.